Hello, and on today's show, I'm talking to Andy Gort. He's a property investor with a background in tech, and he spent the past seven years building a portfolio, systemizing what he does, and outsourcing a lot of his work to virtual assistants. We spend the next 30 minutes really just discussing the opportunities and possibilities of creating systems in your property-related business and how you can actually outsource work effectively and a lot of tips and tricks to get you started or to improve your existing systems or outsourcing. This is one not to be missed if you're involved in property, investing, purchasing, sourcing, managing, whatever it is. This one is definitely for you. Enjoy. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Hi Andy. Thanks very much indeed for coming down and having a chat with me today. Just kick off, tell give us two minutes into who you are and why on earth have you come and having it? Why are you talking to me today on this podcast? Sure. Hi, Steve. Thanks so much for, for having me. Yeah, so my name is Andy Gort uh, and I run a business called Asset Living. So I'm a property investor, uh, but I've been investing for about the last seven years. Um, background in technology um, as well. And I just want to have a chat, um, Steve, with yourself just around, you know, systemizing and, and outsourcing um, because I've sort of really come to understand the power of that um, and uh, the benefit it can bring to business. Cool. No, I'm really glad you, you hooked up because... Um... I know you've pinged over and I've, you've been in our Facebook group for, for a while now. And, mm. uh, and so it's always nice to, to hook up with, uh, with someone like yourself. And I thought it'd be really interesting just to uh, yeah, have a chat about systems and mm. hear it from, from a different perspective almost. And I reckon around 75% of our clients are in some way, shape or form, either property investors themselves or they developers or they've got investments that they, they use. And so I'm, I'm super familiar with, property uh, uh as a a business i mean i have properties myself and i have them for 20 years uh, but also from a coach as well but from your side so why do you think using systems is so important in in property and what give us some examples of where you've had real success of systemizing parts of your property business yeah, absolutely. So well, the first thing I was sort of think about systems is they're just like a, a lever to be able to, to enable you to do so much more. So by using technology or other people, it frees up your time, it enables you to scale, it enables you to do so much more uh, in your business, um, whilst also, you know, reducing errors, um, getting stuff done quicker. Um, so I know that um, through, through your stuff, Steve, I've sort of now got four um, virtual assistants. Um, mm -hmm. So I've got them doing everything from managing sort of my diary to creating social media content. Um, and it's one of those slightly magical things where you uh, you hand something over to a VA, you go to sleep, and then when you wake up, it's done. Um, so it's, it's that whole um, use of other people's skills, other people's time. Um, and, you know, in, in business, it's also being able to focus on the most important things and data scraping or, or doing design either it's not your forte or uh, you know you could be focusing on more important things um, so I've really found that you know systems and, and outsourcing are uh, uh, have brought immense benefit to me 
Um, other things I've outsourced, um, things like uh, handing over um, property management. So I've got a team that I, I have uh, working for me, but the whole sort of tenant onboarding, uh, tenant checkouts, um, what else, sourcing. So finding properties both on market and off market. Um, you know, I, I'm sort of the, the higher added value level. So the VAs go and find information for me to review. And then I've got that sort of oversight of it. But I haven't had to do that manual work uh, up front. Yeah, and it just means you can process so many more properties or deals or whatever it is in your business that you happen to be doing and processing that you yeah. as the, the business owner before you eventually manage to remove yourself from that role as well. But in the meantime, for many small business owners, that's that's too far in the future to think about. So it's like, how do you right now get all of your time focused on making those critical decisions that really only you can make? And I think that, you know, that the things you described there are just bread and butter for, for like my my clients like literally right this minute i am in the middle yeah. of um helping a property sourcer to systemize their property sourcing pipeline and so it's just like you know stuff that i know it just lends itself so so well too so yeah i couldn't agree more and the other thing i find is there's it's almost coming to things with i like calling it like a templated mindset or a systemized mindset because actually so so many things that we do are actually repeated and when you start coming from a position of, have I done that before or could I do that better? You realize that so many things are repeated. And then once you've gone and documented them or done a video or, or any sorts of recording, you can hand it off to somebody else. Um, so, so yeah, systems are everywhere when you start looking for them. Yeah, 100%. I'm sure you read some of the books like Michael Gerber, E-Myth. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thought, thought you might have done. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think the other thing that I always talk about with... Um, with documentation when people talk about systems are oh, what's a system or whatever it doesn't really matter how complex this stuff gets the simplicity of actually just noting down this is what i am doing today this is the, the status quo in my business right now because it's just the act of actually putting not even pen to paper in, like, in the in the sense of actually having a book notebook or something it's like i'm documenting the thing that i'm doing the steps involved whatever it is however you capture that because once you've captured it you can then improve it and i think that's the for me was one of the the big eye-opening moments and it often is that, that when the penny drops for, for a lot of our clients is when they go they, they get it they're suddenly like oh yeah now we can sort of like incrementally or iteratively improve something from from now on forever but only once yeah. they've started that baseline so yeah I like it. Yeah, we had a we had a classic process with our tenant onboarding, and it was sort of the very big bits. So you know, viewings, signing the contract, fees. But it was only by getting it down into some form of flow and some form of um, sort of diagram um, that then we sort of thought, well, we could chuck in some tenant some text confirmations, or we could chuck in other bits. But it's only by having that visibility of the basics that, as you say, we could iterate on it, improve it, uh, and, and bring a better experience for everyone involved in that process. All right. So tell us a bit more about what you do and how you help people. And you know, what is it that you use systems for, how you help people create systems, or a bit more about that, because I'm super interested to find out more. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, um, yeah, first I invest in property. So I use um, systems a lot myself in the sourcing, the acquisition, um, managing. You know, a lot of things are, are, are flows. 
sector, whether it's an investor flow taking them through the various stages um, or through um, sourcing and making offers, etc. Um, but also I'm a coach and mentor. Um, so I help other investors. And it's amazing that before helping people, I always send out a questionnaire just to say, well, you know, what do you want to cover in the mentoring? And I would say nine out of 10 clients want help systemizing their business. Um, and, you know, I always um, mention, you know, yourself, um, Steve, because um, there's just so much to it. And I think people come from a position of um, complication, especially when it comes to systems. Um, and quite often people have got assumptions around what that means. So um, if, if they think it's apps and it's coding and it's, it's complicated and it's not really their thing. So that's why I always like to take people back to sort of the basics and just ask what a system is. And the brilliant analogy that I, I like is I don't know, um, Steve, if you've ever seen sort of one of those really sort of keen DIYers and in their sort of shed, they've got one of those pegboards on the wall and they've got their hammer and it's got a line drawn around the hammer or they've got their sort of screwdrivers and then they've got a line drawn on the screwdriver. I said, look, that to a certain degree is a system because it helps, it speeds things up because you very quickly know where stuff lives. Um, you know how to reduce errors because you can instantly see if something's in the wrong place. You can outsource it because you could give people a whole load of tools and they could go and do it themselves based on the system that you've set up. So I think people, you know, get bogged down in apps and technology. Um, so I always sort of start off to say, you know, what are you trying to achieve first? What's going to bring the business benefit to you? Um, and quite often, um, uh, you know, I remember your advice, Steve, about, you know, systemize things that are going to go and give you your time back. Don't systemize something that you're not doing at the moment anyway. Um, you know, it's focusing on, on what's going to give you the biggest help. Um, and it's just really simple things. Um, I, I talk about mise en place, you know, within the cookery world, um, you know, everything in its place. So even really basic things. So if you've got uh, a lead that comes in through a landlord letter, you know, where do you put that lead and how do you look after it? Or if you've got um, details of an estate agent or if you've got details for a networking meeting, you know, what system do you have just to go and look after those things? Um, and, and quite often with my clients, I do think some of them, if they're more inclined to systemization, use it as a bit of um, procrastination as well. So um, it can be a bit, um, you know, where, where are you investing or what are you looking to, to invest in? Uh, I don't know yet, but I need to go make sure my CRM set up, you know, and it's all about, and it is a hard, a hard um, point, decision point as to, you know, when do you start systemizing? And, you know, sometimes people do it a bit too late. Um, but I think that if you just come from a position of systemizing and thinking about, can I systemize this? Um, then you, you, you'll start to, to, to bring benefit to your business without using it as an excuse not to do what it should be. Yeah, okay. I can probably hold my hands up and admit guiltily that over <laughs> the years I have procrastinated into creating far too many systems and overcomplicating it. So I now teach yeah. the opposite. And I, uh, and, but you do, you, you basically, a good coach teaches people how to avoid the mistakes they made. And, uh, and I think a lot of people say yeah. to me about systems as well as, oh, you must be so, you must be so organized. You know, you must be the, the most organized person in the world or uh, everything must just spin perfectly for you. And it's like, no, quite the opposite. The reason I'm so damn good at systems is because I'm so damn disorganized that without them, my life would fall apart. And yeah. so, yeah, I've got to uh, admit, if you're saying that, I was just smirking to myself thinking, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think um, the other, the other take home from that or, just to really stress on for anyone listening to this is you made the point um with what you were saying about people overcomplicating 
what a system is and 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 that actually sometimes it's the simpler stuff that really makes the biggest difference like the how where, where you save something or mm -hmm. where you put you know put something in your shed like that great analogy that you used i think that's a that's a really good one because the systems i first created if i go back sort of 15 years and um and i think about my early days in property uh, as a property manager or property um developer even and so my tenants and my student tenants and once a year i did i did changeover for them because it was an annual contract and once a year i had to remember everything that i did the year before and for the first few years it was literally just like it was like reinventing the wheel every 12 months and that's when i first realized how important it was to create a system and it was just simply a checklist my first ever system this is the stuff that i do once a year so i don't forget to do anything important and it all basically snowballed from there. And that was nearly 20 years ago. Um, but it's that that simple, that's just that simple stuff, that first step that I think people often over over procrastinate. They think, oh, I need to get this all singing, all dancing automation tool or you know, using yeah. Zappy or whatever. No, 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 just a checklist. That's it. You're off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think also um people sometimes may think that systems are restrictive or that they prevent creativity, but yeah. by having systems in place it then gives you structure so that you can be more creative and, and have more inspiration in other times where you're not needing to rely on a system. Because um, if you can do something anyway, at any time, and anybody can do it, your all of your time is sort of disorganized. Whereas if you know that on a Friday afternoon between three and four, I pay invoices or between nine and 10 on a Tuesday morning, I search for properties. There's so much more structure, even with time blocking um, in your diary it then gives you the, the, the headspace to be able to be more creative and think of other ways of doing things in other time. Um, and I think that's so important is that systems are not detrimental for perhaps some of the more creative people out there. I think that's a massively important point. And just let's, let's dwell on that for a second, because I think you picked up something that, um, again, is overlooked by people, but the, the value of having a system around your own time. So, what do you, how do you help people and advise or coach people on, on time management, time blocking? Because I think it's a really interesting subject. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is that, you know, tasks expand to fill the time that you allow, give them. Um, so, so many people will say, well, tomorrow I'm going to go and, let's say, analyze a deal. And if you give yourself four hours to do it, it will take the four hours. And if you give yourself 30 minutes, it will take 30 minutes. So the first thing I always advise people to do is to identify the key things that they need to do on a daily weekly basis so you know within my property world it's sourcing and it's finding investors it's very simple it's those two two big pillars of property um, and then it's making sure that you time block or give you, you allocate time to those important activities um, there's a great um, sort of business um, speaker Michael Hyatt and he talks about making margin within your diary because if you don't time block and put margin into your diary things will blur and 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 take over that that margin that you've given yourself um so and another great analogy is just a school timetable you know you know at three o'clock on a wednesday afternoon that you have pe um so just sort of set aside those key pieces of time where you need to do those key uh, critical tasks and also try and give yourself less time than you think you need so if you think to review right move once a week it's going to take an hour just try it in 45 minutes um, and there's the old uh, pomodoro technique where you set yourself a very specific task um, you give yourself 25 minutes with a five minute break at the end um, you, you get rid of all distractions and you just focus on that one task and it's amazing how much you'll try and beat the clock 
Um, and I think that um, just simple techniques uh, like that um, can make people so much more um, effective with their time. Yeah, I'm nodding away for anyone listening <laughs> because um, no, I, I massively agree with the Pomodoro technique is something that I actually wish I use it more. And I don't, I forget to use it on a daily basis, but when I do have something that I'm, I know I've got a time limit on. So I've got a couple of hours, I've just got to nail something. And I've got a little thing called a focus timer on my, on my Windows desk, on my Windows desktop. And I think it's called Focus 10 for anyone interested. Let me just hover over it now and I'll have a look. Yeah, Focus 10. And it's just a Pomodoro Technique uh, timer. And, uh, and just switching that on, suddenly it's like, you, it's like, yeah, someone's put the rocket boosters up to your productivity and somehow you just get stuff done, you know, whereas yeah. otherwise it can just roll like exactly you just said, really, really uh, succinctly just describe that. Uh, basically just one thing rolls into the next. Um, I'd say one thing I've, I've also done myself, I've talked about this in, in previous podcast episodes, is that I started doing this because I wanted to go skiing on a Friday, which is that basically like, I cancelled my Fridays. So nothing is ever booked on a Friday for me. And that gives me the, the ability to then whenever the snow is good, I can just jump, I can book, book the bus, you know, 12 o'clock at night on a, on a Thursday and I'll be on it five in the morning on a Saturday, on a Friday. So um, I can't do that for meetings. So uh, it started off like that and it's carried on to be me just saying, well, if I can do it, you know, for four months of the year, why not do it for the whole year? And then I started doing it for Mondays as well. So now I don't have anything on a Monday or Friday booked other than the stuff that is important to me in my business. And so that's the time, you know, we talked about putting your gym class in for you, whatever it is. So that's when yeah. I do. I do that. I have a Mondays as my, my specifics and Fridays is my mopping up day. And, you know, if I want to take the day off, I can. So yeah, um, I, I like that. All those things. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, um, Tell me a bit more about how you you help people. You talked about uh, a bit of the systems and stuff that you might uh, do in your own business. Uh, is there any other tips or anything that you maybe for stuff that's not specific to property? Maybe it's just more business, or it could be specific to property. One, there's a lot of our listeners are property people, so that's fine too. But any more tips or advice or anything you want to share? Yeah, I mean, I think that. Um... Well, part, let, let's talk a little bit about the, the virtual assistants on the other side, I suppose, and the outsourcing. Um, I think no matter how many times I was told it, you know, get a virtual assistant before you think you need it. And of course, I ignored that. And of course, I, I'm now reaping the benefits having brought them on board. Now, um, something actually from yourself, Steve, was your sort of um, interviewing technique around um, getting them to record videos and sort of speeding that sort of process up. Because I do think you know, there are companies that will go and find virtual assistants for you. I've not had much success with those. So I did take the whole um, sort of process on board uh, myself. Um, and they've now got a financial controller. I've got a social media. I've got a sourcing coordinator, executive assistant. Um, but some some tips are um, firstly, be very clear around um, the type of um, job role. So rather than a virtual assistant, you know, be clear in your mind um, what you want to use them for, because more often than not, people say I've got a virtual assistant and now I don't know what to do with them, um, which is really unfortunate because they can be really, really um, useful in your business. So have a clear um, sort of job description or, or work that you want them to do. Um, I think also um, don't rush into it. You know, you want it to be a long term relationship because it's such a painful process and time consuming process to find people. You don't want to onboard them, spend a couple of weeks and then you realise that it's not right. 
Um, and one one tip in terms of my sort of workflow with virtual assistants um, has been, uh, and this was um, taken from a good friend of mine, Jackie, and she talks about the Marmite stage of a um, virtual assistant on onboarding process, where you lay everything down on the table with a virtual assistant. So this is how much you're going to be paid. These are your hours. This is the software that you use. This is the meetings that we do. And you lay the whole thing down on the table prior to offering. And then you say, are you happy with that you know there are no surprises there's nothing after spending a month working for you and then um once that's all been sort of explained um they can't say there was anything that they were unaware of when they take the job so i've done that with all of my uh, most recent um hires um and they've been more than happy with it and then they're all all really enjoying the job um and i think with virtual assistants also is um when I used, to, I used to work at Sky, and I remember one of my bosses used to say he had a staff member who was good at turning the handle, um, which is very much, they just used to run a process. But I found with my virtual assistants, although they do have specific job roles, that, you know, including them in developing, you know, finding out what additional skills they want to learn, uh, helping them to grow within their role um, helps with retention. It really helps with their, their job satisfaction. Um, and, you know, I've made it very clear that I'm very happy to pay them more as their skills grow, because in the acquisition process um, can be so painful um, that I'd much rather make sure they're happy, check in with them, help them to grow in their role so that then they stay with me for a, for a long time. Um, but yeah, definitely um, come, come to your business with a templated mindset. What processes am I doing now, which I shouldn't be in the future, um, and then be ready to hand those over to a virtual assistant earlier than you think. Cool. All right, those are fantastic tips again for, uh, for hiring and onboarding. And I yeah, totally agree with all of them. Um, we you know, have our own recruit hiring system and onboarding process and uh, training systems and all those literally you you've just described them very well so it's, uh, <laughs> it's you know we um we're on the very much the same page which means it must mm. be a good way of doing it if you know and i was speaking to um uh, uh john jonas the other day on um who's the owner of online jobs at ph and uh and he was saying the same things and so we were just having this conversation saying oh yeah we do that oh yeah we do that <laughs> so yeah we must be all on the same page or oh, we must be on the right page i should say if we're all on the same page so uh, yeah. That's cool. Anything else you wanted to, to add before we sort of wrap up? Yeah, I, mean, I think that um, in terms of systemization and, and, and outsourcing, everything like that is don't don't let it intimidate you. If it's not different people have different personalities, they've got different um, things that they're aligned with. Um, so, um, you know, it's incredibly powerful. Um, but, you know, if you do need help or assistance, you know, reach out to, to people, you know, like Steve um, or, or myself, um, you know, to do what we can. Um, and the other thing is, and I wrote this in my notes, is be very wary of recommendations on apps because different people have got different um, things that, uh, you know, that they like using. Um, and different people are also in different stages in their business. You know, the, the whole social media, which CRM should I use? You know, some people may have zero leads and some people may have hundreds of thousands on an email list. So it's always just making sure that you, you do what's right for yourself and your business. Um, and very often what gets you here won't get you there and you'll need to change things out in the future. So just make sure that you are uh, understanding um, what you're implementing with your system, seek out help. Um, so that you can do the right thing for your business um, and then you'll wonder why you didn't do it so much earlier fantastic advice i really really like that and i'm going to actually just expand on that a little bit because it, it is something that i am very passionate about and that is about 
mainly because I've made so many mistakes with apps over the years and wasted <laughs> many thousands and thousands of pounds and thousands of hours as well. And um, CRM is one of my bugbears. Um, and you never get it right is the problem. And because because you just described very well that the stage that you're at in your business now isn't the stage you'll be at in five years, in 10 years. So you will have to change. So don't try to uh, predict where you'll be in 10 years and buy the best CRM for that moment. Buy the best CRM for, for, CRM for now and what you can you know, see in the next two, three years max. Um, because you'll never, you'll never know where your business goes and the avenues you'll go down and what you'll need and, and, and your, yeah, your needs, your um, specific feature needs will be in a few years time, whether that's, you know, task management as well. And one of the things we, we switched after a few years doing in our, in our business is we're stopping, not stopping teaching about specific apps, but not stopping recommending specific apps. We now recommend the features of the apps that we use because and why we think those features are so important because there's nothing to say that another company won't bring out an app with those features and more so we would be wrong to say no that's rubbish so we now we say look these are the key things you can't live without for these reasons if you can find another app that's just as good as the one we recommend then great but if you can't then use the one we we choose <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely agree yeah all right well on that note talking about apps and the uh I like to always finish up these interviews with uh, some recommendations of your favorite two, three, four, whatever apps that you use or browser plugins or, you know, things that you can't live without. Sure, absolutely. Um, so the first one, actually, I mean, personally, and this isn't a recommendation, I use Asana um, for task management across, you know, myself, my virtual assistants. Um, so the first one, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is pretty good. Um, so my first one has to be not just Asana, but the Asana app, because, you know, I have um, various sort of boards for my team members and they can put things where, where work is blocked. So the ability to answer questions or unblock work on the go. So no matter where I am very quickly through the Asana app is really powerful and it makes sure that nothing gets stuck um, that team members are working on. So, yeah, that's the first one. The cool. next one, and this almost goes back um, to one that you mentioned, Steve. So I use something called Freedom, and Freedom is a little plugin for browsers. You can also get it for mobile, and it's basically a content sort of blocker. So I set various times during the day where I can't get on social media, uh, where I can't get on YouTube. Um, so in terms of the whole focus and building better habits, um, you know, sometimes we subconsciously just jump onto Facebook or onto YouTube or, or other websites. So Freedom, I think it's only 20 quid a year or something. And you can set windows where it blocks access to a whole host of websites and other things just to make sure that you focus on what's most important. Um, so Freedom is uh, really good. Um, and then uh, lastly, um, security across all of our businesses is so, so important. So the last one is LastPass. Um, so again, being able to um, have really, really strong passwords, you know, on my phone um, uses face recognition. Um, and then there's a master password on my laptop. Um, but being able to use really strong passwords for all websites that I don't have to remember and I can share them with team members if, if necessary um, has to be my third and final recommendation. Good recommendations. As you probably know, I highly recommend both, <laughs> both Asana and LastPass. I've not heard of Freedom before, but it's something that that I uh, will definitely get my team to use. I'm pretty good. I don't really go on social media, funnily enough. Uh, I, I, I seem <laughs> to go on it all, all the time, but I'm actually very rarely on it for personal reasons. So I'm, I'm quite good with that anyway. Cool. That's awesome. Um, the title of this podcast is Systemize Your Success, but what does success mean to you? 
Well, I think success is being able to do what I want, where I want, when I want, and with who I want. So I think um, quite often, you know, people sometimes, you know, go for the default financial freedom or, or any of that sort of thing. So it is freedom, but for me, very specifically, um, yeah, it's being able to do what I want, where I want, when I want, with who I want. Cool. I like it. And finally, do you, uh, who else do you think will be a great guest on this podcast? So there's a fantastic uh, YouTuber actually called Ali Abdel. And Ali, he used to be a doctor um, at Cambridge, um, but he also, he's got 3 million um, people on YouTube now. Um, and he used to be a doctor whilst also running his YouTube channel, set up numerous businesses. But he is prolific also at, at his systemization. You know, he's now got a team of 15 staff. Um, you know, he's really reining back what he does in terms of, processes so he's more the the, the front um of, of the business and his team does everything um behind the scenes so um yeah he's he's um really inspirational i think he'd be brilliant for the uh, for the podcast cool i will definitely check him out i've not heard of him before what was his name again ali abdal ali abdal i'm going to check him out right now and yeah. Uh, yeah go and check out his youtube channel awesome andy it's been a real pleasure thank you so much for uh this is your this was uh, you reaching out to me so i massively appreciate you doing that uh it's no been problem. really really interesting uh just speaking to you today and i'm sure listeners have got massive value from this so thank you very much indeed brilliant and where, Thanks, where should people find you search you out if they want to uh find out more about what you do and how you can help them great yeah so uh my website uh is living.com or they can also find me on uh youtube and instagram just search for andy gort cheers andy thank you very much. thanks so much steve cheers Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Oh, 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 o